Hi, this is Jessica Rhodes, founder of InterviewConnections.com, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Act Local, Act local Marketing for Small Business, episode 161. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. This is episode 161. I am the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio. And on each episode of Act Local Marketing, I'm going to give you a strategy that I like to call today's takeaway, where I'm going to place one action item in your hands so that when you walk away with it, use it in your business, it's going to help you improve that business. It's going to grow. And I also invite guest experts to help you with various aspects of uh, your small business. And today you're going to hear how a little idea, dare I even say an itty bitty idea, can make a huge impact in your business marketing. Have you heard of the KISS principle? It's an idea I share in my book, The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media Marketing. K-I-S-S, KISS, is an acronym that is used by the U.S. Navy. At least that's where it was coined for their engineers who work to develop new jet aircraft. It is a reminder, really, that when we create something, the more stupidly simple the design, the easier it is for others to understand and absorb, which often translates to greater success. So let's get straight to the takeaway. This is the promised action item that I'm going to give you. Now, you're going to think this over after I'm done telling you. Hopefully it's going to create an aha moment in your mind and you're going to work on it. And trust me, if you start using it, this is going to help you grow your business. Okay, so let's apply the KISS principle to your marketing. In fact, why, let's be more specific. That was the whole point of my, my talking points today, right? So let's apply it to your networking introduction of yourself or your short, very short elevator pitch, right? Your elevator speech. So I've met many a small business person who can tell me in great lengthy detail about what they do or what their company does. The most difficult task to achieve is to tell me what you or your business does in as few words as possible. Some professions have it quite easy. We're so familiar with that profession, with what they do, that they merely have to identify themselves. And, you know, in our minds, we sort of get it. So you meet a person, they say, oh, I'm a car mechanic. 
or I'm a dentist, I'm a teacher. Now, that one is a good example. What do you think is the number one follow-up question to, I'm a teacher? Without fail, someone in the group will ask, what grade do you teach? That's the kind of response you want when you introduce yourself. You want the listener to ask you to elaborate. That's your goal. That's how you start the conversation. So how does the car mechanic or the dentist differentiate? You can do that by including a skill or an accomplishment. Okay? So here's an example for the mechanic. I'm Subaru's number one car mechanic in the tri-state area. Now, how, how many times have you walked into a mechanic shop and you see awards on the wall, 2008, 2012, right? They've got awards. Why not use that in your introduction? Because that's immediately going to bring the follow-up question. Wow, do you work on anything other than Subaru? Or how did you become the number one? Subaru car mechanic. See, you're starting the conversation by changing the way you introduce yourself. Here's another one. I'm the car mechanic that other mechanics bring their transmission repairs to. Suddenly you've shown you're an expert. You're such an expert that the other guys come to you with some of their biggest repair problems. Get it? Okay, let's try the dentist. So how do how can we differentiate differentiate this dentist from all the other dentists in the area. Let me give this a try. How about, I'm the dentist kids beg their parents to visit. That's a great one. I mean, let's face it, none of us really enjoy going to the dentist, but we do it because it's important for our health. And kids, I don't know any kids who like going to the dentist, but if you're the dentist that kids beg their parents to visit, There's got to be a reason, and there are going to be follow-up questions to that. So here's another one. You know how a lot of people are really, really afraid to go to the dentist. How about this? I'm a dentist specializing in sedation. Well, that's going to bring all kinds of questions to the forefront. So there you have it. You're going to get lots of follow-up questions from that. Drop me a line to ask at Act Local Marketing, and I can help point you toward more resources that'll help you get your introduction ready for that follow-up question that you need. And that is today's takeaway. Please connect with me. Find me on Facebook or Twitter or Google Plus or wherever in social media world and tell your social media followers about the podcast, Act Local Marketing. Subscribe to it. And please, if you do nothing else, leave me a review on iTunes. Those reviews are really important to me. They're important to every podcaster and every author over at iTunes and uh, authors at Amazon. So it's time for a short break. But when we return, my guest, Susie Pruden, is here. And she's stepping to the front of the room. So stay tuned. Axe Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back.
Hey, Act Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business, and I have a wonderful new guest to introduce you to, author of 12 books, including the best-selling Susie Pruden's spot-reducing itty-bitty weight loss book. My guest, Susie Pruden, says itty-bitty books are the new four dummies. The difference between four dummies and itty-bitty books is that four dummies are the 350 pages and the kitchen sink that you have to read with a yellow highlighter, while itty-bitty books are the yellow highlights. She says it's a headline society. Fewer people like to read, and they want the information, but they don't want long books. A book really can position you as an expert, an authority in your field. It also positions you to create a seven-figure business using your itty-bitty book as a business builder, not just a business card. You may not consider yourself an expert, but if you have information to share, that will be of interest or benefit to others, she can make you a published author easily, fast, and in a cost-effective manner. So Susie Pruden, welcome to Act Local Marketing. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Well, thank you for your time. I am always very pleased when people will spend time with me and my audience sharing their golden nuggets to building thriving businesses. So while I gave people uh, a little bit of background about you, I do like to collect entrepreneurial journeys, so if you could uh, <laughs> indulge us and tell us how you came to be doing what it is you're doing now. Well, I came to be doing what I'm doing now through the back door. If you had asked me two years ago if I would be publishing, I would look at you as if you were nuts. <laughs> Excuse me, I have a cold, so I'm going to cough just one sec. 
I just came back from Vancouver last night. I was at a conference up there. Is it and, is the weather um, a lot colder up there? No, it's not cold at all, but no. I think traveling, you take your life in your hands, so to speak, because you don't know who you're sitting next to, yes, yes. whether they have a cold or not. So um, anyway, I'm back and happy to be back. It was a wonderful conference. So my entrepreneurial journey started in 1965, and I was, uh, at the time, I was in the fitness field. My mother... Bonnie Pruden was the nation's foremost fitness authority, and she actually had her school in White Plains on Hill Street. And uh, so I, I know that neighborhood, sort of. It's been a long time since I've been there. But when I went, when I got married, and I was supporting my husband and putting him through school, I was only, I was a kid. I mean, I was 20 years old. And I thought, well, what can I do? that will make us money. Well, the only thing that I really knew how to do was fitness. So I started a fitness school and uh, we moved to the Upper West Side. We had a baby and people asked me, do you teach toddlers? And I had never taught toddlers, but I was teaching my sons. So I said, yes, but I don't have any students. So the person got me the students and that's how I started my business on the Upper West Side. My company became the go-to place if you wanted to get your child, your three-year-old, into a good nursery school in New York City. Wow. That's how I started. And I was very, very good at what I did. And I became well-known at it. I became actually a, a very well-known person. I had my own TV show um, on NBC in New York. And I traveled a lot. I wrote the books with my husband. And uh, I got, well, in the 80s, I went through a divorce. I didn't want to do fitness anymore. So I sold my business and basically retired at the age of 40. Wow. And yeah. Not everybody gets to do that. No, they don't. And I didn't really know that I had done that until recently when someone was explaining, uh, Susie, you stopped working and you didn't have to work for till I spent all my money. And if you don't make money and you spend it, um, there's a little problem there. You yeah, end the up. Math, the math doesn't quite work out there. The math doesn't work out. So I, I have such an amazing story of going from being a celebrity and being a big deal and being on Oprah to being homeless and then rebuilding myself again. And I guess as an entrepreneur, I can't see myself doing, doing it any other way. I know that people who are not entrepreneurs can't understand the entrepreneurial mind right and people who <coughs> excuse me are entrepreneurs can't understand the corporate mind they're two totally different minds yeah yeah they and are. so i uh, i experimented during that time with i discovered the mind and so i experimented with body mind technology and learning how to create from the power of the mind and I learned hypnosis I opened up a hypnosis weight loss center in Los Angeles I had the largest weight loss center in Los Angeles for a while I had five um, operating offices and then 2008 came Yeah. and I blessed 2008 in one way that I was allowed to because I couldn't pay the franchise fee 
close my business and start my own uh, entrepreneurial effort in the in the um, hypnosis field, and I worked with entrepreneurs. And the exciting thing about working with entrepreneurs is they really need a lot of help because <laughs> they really do. Yeah. You're, as an entrepreneur, unless you've really created a team, which is a necessity, you're alone out there. Yes. And it being alone out there may seem like, well, so what? Well, so plenty. If you're al- The reason I ended up homeless after Oprah was I didn't have a team to help me to do what I needed to do to really work through that situation of having all of that, whatever that was, come to me all at once. And I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to work it. Right. And uh, now I teach teams. Okay. And I teach people how to, and this is the biggest one, follow up and follow through. You know, so, Most of, yeah, so many entrepreneurs say that, that if you don't do the follow-up, that you've basically wasted your time. Exactly. I was just talking to a gentleman who's considering doing an itty-bitty book. He was, he, it, his, his, his hesitation was very interesting. He said, right now, I'm doing everything quietly at home. If I do an itty-bitty book, it's going to propel me out into the public and I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. And I said, okay, take a week. But I was looking at my, I have a, a schedule in my computer, obviously, which I have kept now for the past 12 years. And I was, when I called him, now I saw him recently, about two weeks ago. And which is why he's, which is why he asked to talk to me. And when I pulled up his name on the computer today, I saw that I had met him in 2014 Mm. and that we'd had already been talking but at that time I wasn't the itty bitty publisher I was I was in I was coaching and now I'm the itty bitty publisher right so you you do this particular business with your sister right you and your sister came up with this idea how did that happen that was a magical moment and because I have been famous and because I have been out there and because I've put my name on everything, my sister and I have worked together off and on for 25 years. She's always been in the number two slot. And we wrote a book several years ago called Susie Pruden's Itty Bitty Weight Loss Book. We were told, we went to a workshop and the workshop leader said, write a little book and this is how you do it. We did everything he told us to do. We got the 2,000 copies. We wrote the small book. We still have probably 1,800 left. But we didn't know how to market. And we, we, we didn't know what to do next. And so uh, we just didn't do anything. And the book didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And last year, over the holidays... I was talking to my sister and I said that she had learned how to do the back end in publishing, which is not easy because you have to know how to do each digital platform differently because they're all different. Plus, Amazon has many, many rules. So you have to learn the rules and you have to follow the rules and then you end up either succeeding or not. So she learned how to do it. 
And I said, could you change the cover? Which she did, but what she didn't tell me she was going to do was she took my name off the cover. So all of a sudden, instead of it being Susie Pruden's Itty Bitty Weight Loss book, it became your amazing Itty Bitty Weight Loss book. And after my ego overcame its, it wasn't upset. It just was, oh, I'm not used to that. Yeah, a little shock, a little shock well, there. I mean, I'm 73 years old. And I've been in business 50 years. That was a big shock. And I've always been, quote unquote, important. And, <laughs> but what I saw was, that we didn't have to write all the books anymore. Other people could write the books and we could publish them under the itty bitty brand and that would open the field and we had a million dollar business. Wow. And that's how it happened. And it was so exciting and so fun. And and since then we have 138 authors about, we've done 10 best seller campaigns and we have 10 bestsellers. We're going to be doing another bestseller came. We do one a month. Right. And and so we give all of our authors the opportunity to become bestsellers. And one of the prerequisites for our authors to become bestsellers is they really have to take it ser take their book seriously in terms of marketing. They have to get out there. They have to use the um they have to use Facebook. They have to use Twitter. They have to use all the things that can make that can get them out in front of the public if they don't it's not going to work right yeah they have to they have to have some sort of platform so how, how does it feel for you after so many years of being uh in front of the public to be doing something behind the scenes now well i have two personalities that work very well with this business number one i am the face of the business so I am out there, but I, I'm not the business. So it's actually fun. I said I just came back from Toronto. I was up there teaching at a conference, and I have a program called Money Mind Mastery. It's really how, how to make a lot of money, how to make peace with money, how to have fun with money, how to have a good relationship with money. So I still carry that aspect of myself I just don't wear it out loud quite as much and it feels wonderful <laughs> well good that's it's good to be able to make that uh, that kind of pivot right it was a very big pivot yeah and the and the best part is as long as I was quote-unquote Susie Pruden my sister was always second and now she you know there's Susie Pruden and then there's Joan but now, because I cannot do what she does, I cannot, she's the editor, I can't do that. And so now for her, she is an equal partner to me, which really feels good. Right. Well, the, so we, yeah. we share it. Yeah, and what a nice transition. So tell, tell us how the Itty Bitty Book works and, uh, you know, how it's different. Well, as you said in your introduction, where we are the new dummies, the difference is that dummies books are 350 pages that you have to read with a yellow highlighter, and itty bitty books are the yellow highlights. And what that means is each chapter, it's 15 steps to whatever you want it to be. 
So is it always 15? It's always 15 always steps. Always 15 steps. So you have a, a nice set format that people can expect every time they open an itty bitty book. Yes. And every author that writes an itty bitty book has a format that they have to follow, which is fascinating when you're working with authors that don't want to follow the format. <laughs> Formats are so important. And so when someone says, yes, I want to do an itty-bitty book, then we send them a how to write an itty-bitty book book. Mm -hmm. And we send them an itty-bitty book. And we send them the template for the itty-bitty book. And we tell them, please read how to write an itty-bitty book book. Because very often they just decide to write their itty-bitty book, but they don't read how to write it. Mm -hmm. And then they have to rewrite it. And it's a very simple format. There's one page of information in numbers and one page of information uh, in bullet points for each chapter. That's it. Wow. And people say, but I want to tell my story. That's not an itty-bitty book. We have another publishing company where you can tell your story. That's called Legacy Press. But it's not itty-bitty books. And we are very, very, very strict about it which gives us a lot of freedom and our authors a lot of freedom. There's no, there's no muddiness. Everybody knows exactly what they have to do, and hopefully they do it. And if they don't, we just tell them you've got to go rewrite it. Mm -hmm. No, it's, and, it's really important to have a format. If, if you don't have a, a format to any information that you're trying to impart to other people, whether it's a book or a presentation or you know whatever it is, even, you know, movies, right? Everything has a format because yes. it makes it much easier for us to take in the information. And if you try to give people information without some sort of framework, then they are completely lost and, um, you know, you lose them and you'll never get them back. Yes, and it's like systems in a business. Yes. If you don't have systems in a business, you don't have a business. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same thing with the follow-up and the follow-through. If you don't have a system, you'll you'll get lost. Right. And try. I mean, I have a system. I came home last night, and my intention was to have my assistant come today and enter all the names that I collected who wanted to do itty-bitty books. But I'm not feeling well, so I told her don't come. And now I have all these things, and I started to do it, but I'm really not feeling well. And so that was a bad idea. So I've asked another assistant to come down tomorrow, pick it up, take it to her house, and enter it into, because she can connect with my computer, enter all the names in. That's part of my system. Right. And then immediately after that, my one of my assistants, Carol, will start calling all the people that I met. And she will keep calling and keep calling. I had one person at one time call be, be the person that uh was making the calls and i said have you have you have you called everybody she said yes twice i said call them again she said i i i, I don't want to disturb them i said that's your job description right because if they didn't want you to call them they would not have given you their card yeah or me exactly their card exactly and so i tell people the money's in the phone and you market, this is from one of my coaches, market, 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 till they buy or die. <laughs> and I also call people and I say, look, if, I'm, if, if, if you want me to stop calling you, please call me and tell me. Right. 
Yeah, so, that's, I mean, that's fair enough. Now, can I can I ask you a silly question? Because of the name uh, of the the publishing company, Itty Bitty Books, tell me what size the books actually are. Because I think of those little tiny books on the kiosk, you know, as you're checking out. They're not that little. <laughs> right. I figured that they couldn't be. Yeah, no. They're 5.7 by 6 point something or other. Oh, okay. And I and I thought, well, this is kind of a silly question, but then again, we're talking about itty bitty books because I I know an author of um, he's actually a gentleman and he writes under a woman's pseudonym, who uh, writes some of those tiny little books that you tend to pick up, you know, and give as a gift with right. And they have you know just inspire uh, inspirational, you know, They're message every books. page, right? That kind of thing, and and he writes those, and that's what it kind of made me think of. But I know this is a different kind of material that we're talking about. And Itty Bitty just came out. My sister and I were driving back from Las Vegas from the conference we had gone to when the particular teacher had said at the time, write a small book. And we were joking. We said, well, we read a little Itty Bitty book. <laughs> and so we wrote a little Itty Bitty book. And it's so fun and to say, right? Itty Bitty. It is. Itty Bitty it's, book. Right. It's an Itty Bitty book. And it's, what's also fun is people's reactions to Itty Bitty books. There are some people who feel they're much too important to write an itty bitty book. Yeah, I bet. And I, oh, uh, yeah. And and I'm thinking, that's okay. Uh, I don't really want you if you think that. But in the meantime, you have to understand, you the person who's not writing the itty bitty book, that you will get more bang for your buck with an itty bitty book than with a, not with, with, a, with a bigger book. Right. Because of the marketing structure around the itty bitty books. Sure, sure. And uh, publishing has changed so much, you know, over the last several years because of Amazon, because of digital publishing that, oh, yes, it, you know, it's become much easier for anyone to become an author. Now, you, you've had a lot of different business experience throughout, you know, your 50 adult years, right, of being a business person. How do you use some of that business strategy with your authors? How does that help them? Since I've been there, done that, I can see the train coming. And I will tell people, you may not want to do it that way. Or I can give them direct advice and say, do this and that will happen. And I really do. It's, it's, it's innate. Right. I don't think it happens. You know, it's like the knowledge is there. Right. It's just unknowing. So as a business coach, and I do do business coaching, I don't have to think for the answer. It just comes. And when I have someone that I can't work with, that I really know that I don't know, and that I don't have any way of reaching into the recesses of my experience to find an answer, I will tell them. I do not take every book, and I do not take every client. I really have to think that we are the right publisher for the if it's going to be one of our books. Sure, sure. And I really have to know what I'm dealing with if I'm going to coach somebody. And that's that's good. I tell people all the time in the course of, you know, doing this this podcast and the the teaching that sort of comes along with it because I guess that's my part of my business style is to be uh, you know, the educator so that they understand why they should be doing what they're doing. Is 
that you have to be able to make those kinds of decisions to understand when this is not the right match for you. Just because there's potential to yeah. make money doesn't mean that, you know, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. I have to remind yes. myself of that all the time. Uh, so it that's good. That's good that uh, that you feel that way and you put it into practice. Now, Well, I also know that very often, if I don't put it into practice, it'll come back to bite me. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's the lesson that gets learned the hard way. Yes. Um, now, what do you see as the future of Itty Bitty Publishing? Well, we're going to, you're going to love this. We are planning an Itty Bitty Conference. <laughs> I do. I love it already. Okay. Where all of our authors have an opportunity to give an itty bitty talk. Right. 15 minutes and uh, make an itty bitty offer, $97. So they get the experience of speaking on stage. They get the experience of selling on, from the stage and they get the experience of being part of the itty bitty community as, as, as we are. So we have the, we have the, it, <laughs> Everything we're doing, you love this. We have the Itty Bitty Conference, and then we are doing the Itty Bitty um, YouTube program, and all of our Itty Bitty authors will have an opportunity to give Itty Bitty advice. Right. So it's, you know, 30, not, yeah, 30 seconds of advice. When you're doing uh, YouTube, you do not want to go over two minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, people, <laughs> I got this great advice once people would ask, well, how long should my video be? And this guy <laughs> who was a professional video maker, he said, well, how interesting are you? You know, and that's true that, you know, Oprah could make a long video and a lot of people right. will listen. Right? right. But for the rest of us who are not yeah. Oprah, yep. yeah, keep it short. Like the itty bitty book, keep it short. Keep it. Keep it short and and leave people wanting more. Yes. It's always better to leave. It's like leave the party when you're having fun. Yeah, yeah. Good advice. Good advice. How can people get in touch with you and the, um, the itty, itty Bitty Publishing brand? How can they reach you? Excuse me. Uh, go to www.ittybitty.com publishing.com so easy itty bitty publishing.com and folks for those of you listening you know i always tell you if you're on the treadmill please don't get off because i'm so proud of you that you're on the treadmill if you're driving your car don't worry about it because you can always come back to actlocalmarketing.com find this particular episode it'll be easy to search this one because all you gotta all you gotta write in the search bar is itty bitty and this is the only episode that's gonna come up it'll be fabulous and you will be able to get these links back to their website and be able to get in contact with Susie and her sister. Your sister is Joan, is that Joan, correct? Yeah. Her um, name is Joan, but I call her Petey because that's what she grew up as yeah. when we were kids. It was supposed to be a boy named Peter. So to me, she's Petey, but to everybody else. <laughs> now now people are all calling her Petey as well. So she goes, she goes by both. You know what's so fun is to be able to be in a business with someone that I've known my whole life sure, and that I've loved and also hated and have had an amazing relationship with. And now we both get to do what we're good at. Right. 
get to do something you love and you can probably communicate with with without even talking uh, we do all the time we, we finish <laughs> each other's sentences and we we had our, our cousin was visiting us one time years ago and we were standing in the hall and my sister and i were talking to each other about something i don't know what my cousin was there and she looked back and forth between the two of us and said i know a very intense and deep conversation just happened now but i only heard three words could you translate what you two just said <laughs> it was fun i bet so susie pruden and it is an itty bitty author with an itty bitty publishing company and she which has, is making a maxi difference <laughs> there you go and she has spent a ton of time with us here at act local marketing for small business Susie, it was really great speaking with you today. Great speaking with you, and thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. And for those of you listening, I remind you again that on Tuesday afternoons, we release new episodes of Act Local Marketing for Small Business with great guests like Susie Pruden of Itty Bitty Publishing. So until next time. I would very much like you all to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. Have a question for Act Local? Email Kaylin at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout-out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kaylin a review at the iTunes Store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.